All right, this is just winging it. The podcast. We're take already two. laughing before we even start. We are. Well, we're so organized. This is take we, two. We know so much about what we are doing. I feel like we took that week off. We planned. You should have been in the room, winglets. people. You're winglets be excited out there. At this Fannies. You, we, John, and I sat down with like a note document open on a laptop grid paper we had fucking graphing paper Whiteboards. we had our folders we didn't do any work but we were so organized <laughs> we, were like, we, had we stickers. Came, it's yeah it's classic behavior right new year behavior you, you get all the stuff right you like buy stuff you don't need because you think that's gonna help you be organized lisa frank binders yes lisa all about the lisa frank binders um and it made us feel more organized the content of the conversation was probably you know drivel I think it was just actually just winging an episode, just it wasn't recorded. But like, at least we did it, you know. No, uh, to be honest, we actually did accomplish something. I think I think the quality of what you're about to hear is going to blow you the fuck away. This might change your life. This might change your life. As I hope that our to, past episodes uh, changed it, but we're upping the ante right here. I assume right every now. episode changes at least a few people's lives. I have to say, I based on our, our listener write-ins, which were organized enough this episode to actually talk about, yeah. uh, the last episode changed it. a lot of people's lives. Keep it keep it coming, man. I mean, Connor Murdoch, you know, I, I hope that as you ate that bolognese, you could really, or maybe you're just eating spaghetti and meatballs, something like that. I hope that that episode resonated with you and that you similarly almost puked. What's funny about Connor, who's a very dear friend of mine, I, I'm sure that when he was, uh, and it just they just had their baby a few months ago, as yeah. people remember. Um, so he said, I'm just sitting down to listen to this with my bowl of spaghetti, commenting on how funny the title, Get Down With The Sickness, was, yes. as based on that you know, wonderful, he, he terrible song. of course, know that I was eating bolognese I don't think he knew episode. that no, when he, he started. No, I think that was just, just coincidental. serendipity, I think they call that. So as he was, he, I, I'm wondering you know, if Connor... You can tell me this, Connor, when you hear this episode, if maybe you started feeling like you were, like if the radio was coming alive as you were listening to this <laughs> podcast, and all of a sudden John was eating the same thing you were eating. He basically had an out-of-body experience where he was transported into the room, the recording room, sitting yeah. you know, as me, Intradimensionally. talking to you. Yeah, he actually was able to do that, teleport uh, time and space and... There you go. I, I'm glad you had that experience, Connor. Literally yeah, it's pretty amazing. Transportative. Yeah. Is it transport transportative? Transportative? I, you know, nobody knows. There's Transporter? still, still out on that one. Transportative. Transporter with uh, Transportation. Jason Statham. Yeah. yeah that's, should, I, we'll I actually, call him I actually love the first Transporter oh, movie. I loved it too. Um, I have a story about it's that, just, which I will not share right now. It's but just it's so a good. Great, it's a great, it's a good, it's, it's a fun It's film. fun. It's a movie. And then there's Barry Weston, our good friend up, in, up in Canada. Uh, who also wrote in and shared a, a, an amazing looking bowl of exactly what I eat in the morning. So I guess, again, another who re- really relates to me and I think ultimately sided with me about yogurt being, you know, an amazing Yeah, breakfast. it was clearly in solidarity with you. But I, yes. I want to be clear, Barry, that what you <laughs> sent us was not John's yogurt cabinet, which he has in his refrigerator. It wasn't something disgusting. It was a very nice looking granola topped I think technically parfait. Did I not? Did we not is, have the discussion about that's exactly how I eat mine? You said sometimes. No, you no, said, no, no, no. You said no, no, some, no, no, You said no, usually no, no, no. it's just a garbage bag in the fridge <laughs> full of old yogurt that you keep recycling over and over again. And sometimes you put oh, granola man. on top. At least that's what I took I should from the also conversation. warn everyone that after this episode, I we were we were texting each other a couple days later. Um, I want to warn anyone who ever does a gif a giphy search for yogurt. There's don't, a horrifying. Do I mean, honestly, just don't do it. Don't I'm not do even going to tell I you about hate it because um, I did share that uh, with a friend as well, Finn, because he he mentioned how funny the yogurt exchange was, right, right? And I told him I shared that image with you, and I shared it with him, 
and he was truly horrified. I actually don't I like it. I haven't even heard I, from I him since my then. Fo- he won't reply <laughs> to anything. He's killed himself because of his gift. It's a, it's a gif of somebody transforming into yogurt and eating their own head. And it's just, it, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I'm sorry. I hate it. I don't like it. I hate it, but it was worth it to get under your skin. Yeah, it definitely did. I know as it did. did. As did the yogurt. As did literally, John, everything about that fucking disgusting episode, which yeah. I have gone back and listened to and is very funny. Right. But uh, many people who listened to it were like, was he actually eating that bolognese oh, or is that I a joke? devoured He actually ate the entire thing and I don't I should have been having a time lapse or something I should have gotten a video it was no laughing matter it was an emergency (laughs) anyway thank you for writing in everybody that was really nice thank you we appreciate the updates yeah it's fucking disgusting we Uh, do how's your life going John you know I feel feel like I should give an update on a situation that I I brought up a while ago which was you know our our getting uh, Luke off of a pacifier um, because that was a big deal for us right it came earlier than we thought it had broken if you remember the Wubbanub the classic Wubbanub um, where it, it had broken off of the animal part of the thing. Decapitated, Decapitated, exactly. And we were like, let's roll with this and see if we can actually get him off of it. He's, you know, two years old at the time. And so we did, and we were, you know, I, I talked on the show about how effective or how successful that was. And it was, however, <laughs> you know, that was after only a couple times. What we have found is that nighttime, for it's the most the right part, time. has been good. Naps are now much more difficult because he doesn't, you know, naturally, like, the, they use a pacifier. He's used it for his f- first two years of life and was so comforted by that. So that just the process of getting him to bed is more of a pain in the ass now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at night, you know, he does this thing now where, and, you know, he's also, uh, you know how this is, man. Two years old, everything they friggin' say is just the cutest thing you've ever heard. Know. You know, so he's like, as I'm leaving the room at night, you know, lights are off and everything. And uh, he's just like, wait, wait, I have to tell you something. <laughs> I have to tell you something. And then I go over and, you know, he's still in his crib and I like lean down uh, a little bit. He's like, come here. And then he's like, <laughs> and he's like, closer, closer, you know, closer. And I'm like trying, you know how you, it's so annoying to lean over the crib know, that's like, already <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> wait, hang on, wait, hang on for one second. <laughs> That is something that we never talk about. Yeah. But yeah. it is such a reality. There's right? two, There's two situations like that. One <laughs> is putting kids in the car, which just forces you to contort into this terrible, Ugh. no matter where they're sitting Miserable. or how old they are, or if they're like, you know, if, if, <laughs> uh, like luckily Jude buckles himself, so you don't have to worry about it. But every time I put Henry in the car, yeah. I like twist something horrible in the back. <laughs> the other thing, though, is when he was in this crib, like or in the in like the little kid bed. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Every interaction with him in there was like torture. It's like your ribs are the breaking. Ribs, exactly. My floating ribs start migrating. I'm like, I think my spleen is being touched. I get cracked, cracked like, a rib. Daddy, pick me up! I'm like, ribs. I'm dying. I can't pick up any. I know, I know. It's painful. Anyway, so re- he so he just goes, "Come closer, child." <laughs> and uh, so you know, he says, "Come closer." I have I have to tell you something. And so I'm like trying to go closer and he wants to whisper in my ear because I told you about how fucking Grace wants to, you know, whisper in my ear all the time. She's all about the whispering. Um, Yeah, because she's a sociopath apparently. Right, right. right. And so he wanted to do that and I'm like, I can't, my ear actually cannot reach his mouth because of the crib. Was he laying down? So, yes, he was laying down. I mean, he could give a little. I'm sorry, Luke. I know. You're very cute. You could have stood up or at least I know. gotten I should have made him. Yeah. So then I was like cupping my ear so that I could hear, so that I could extend, you know what I mean? So he could talk into that. Telescoping. Telescoping, thank you. And then, so he says, I have to tell you something, and I just, you know, go over, and he just goes, dinosaur. <laughs> that's it. It's just dinosaur. No, nothing else. And ever since then, he's just, that's what he always has to tell me. Dinosaur. And does he always whisper it in your ear? Yeah, he tries to. He tries to whisper. I have to tell you something. Dinosaurs. Dinosaur. Wait, I forget if it's is plural. It plural. I know, you're so, right. Okay, now that's an important. the story's changing, John. I think, it's with, I think it's singular. Pretty sure. I like it more if it's singular. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaur. 
Because there's like one dinosaur. So I don't know what's going on there. Is he really into dinosaurs right now? I mean, he likes them, yeah, but it, uh, I don't know. Let me ask you this. He, he feels it imperative to tell me this before he gets settled down. It's specifically, so that's my question. Yeah. It's specifically correlated with going to bed. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, like, I mean, Henry has a thing like that, too, which is just, uh, like, more, I guess, more functional. But he, oh, even if he's, like, had a ton of stuff to drink, yeah. when he lays in bed, we read, it's time to go to sleep, and then there's always, it's silent, and then, I want some water, that always, always, well, every single yeah. night comes, right? Right, right, right. So, but for him, it's sort of totemic. It's like, yes, it's, it's like not, he knows he sleep actually... is coming, I'm stepping through the yeah. gateway into the unknown, and before I do, I need but a glass of water. Luke needs to just warn you about a dinosaur. gateways, what if, what if, this whole time... He actually he's he has traveled to the future and come Luke. back and he's trying to warn me that a dinosaur is going to devastate the community. You need to get clarity from your child on this. John. I think I need to I need to dig like, deeper. Luke, let's not shoot the shit. I'm going to go in the crib. <laughs> You're going to lean over for one thing because you need to know what that feels like. It's a nightmare. It's a torture rack. And I want you to tell me what dinosaur means. It could be code. It could be. It could be a secret operative. Wow. Right? It probably doesn't you don't know this. shit, just like most of what they say. Well, I guess my other question is, the first time you that he did that, yeah. did you laugh? I did. That's why. Yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah. That's they, all They get is. these little, these little catchphrases. Speaking so of laughing, cute. the other thing that I've that he's done now occasionally is I, I'll come in in the middle of the night, because usually we, well, not even in the middle of the night, before we go to bed, we usually check on them, because, you know, they move around and they've like flung the covers off, and, you know, we try to just like put the covers back on. and <laughs> Repair the nightmare, um, yeah. Exactly. Make sure that all their limbs are still in confined in the bed, you know. Um, and they haven't thrown the limb off. <laughs> it happens. You know. It happens. And so there was one time where I go in and I'm like covering Luke and it feels really smooth as I'm putting the covers on him and he's fucking ass naked with his ass <laughs> hanging, hanging up in the air. Yep. That's how he sleeps, which is the cutest yeah, thing Henry right? does when that sometimes too, on yeah. his belly. Yeah. <laughs> he had taken everything. It's a onesie. So and his diaper <laughs> and he had taken it all off and he was dead asleep. And so then you're like, all right, what am I supposed to do with this? Because he's obviously going to pee all over the bed if I leave him like this. While oh, he's sleeping, because he still has a diaper. Yeah, he's only for, two. Yeah, I forget about that. So, right, yeah. so then I, you know, you have to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, it was the cutest thing, just seeing you know an ass in the air like that right. naked. But uh, so, so like I like a did... turnip poking out of the ground or something. Because <laughs> does he do the thing where he kind of? It's more like he sleeps on his head. At least Henry when yes, he does that. That's exactly and then right. And kind of like arches with his butt up straight. Oh yeah, yeah, totally so arched, like cute. a cat, like a scared <laughs> yeah. cat or something. It's, it's like he was running in a cartoon and then he tripped and he fell and he skidded like Scooby Doo, you know. Oh man! So we did. You know, I had to like put the lay the um the onesie down and like you know while he was sleeping, get him down to sleep, which of course woke him up a little bit. But anyway, so anyway, his form of protest now, if we don't come back, is like stripping himself, as we've discovered. It's actually like a form of protest. I it think. is. That's, very that's like much a legitimate so. technique. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's that's an update I wanted to share, just for all of you considering the you know getting rid of the pacifier. It's not necessarily as easy as I made it out to be. Right. Um. Still the right choice, I think. There are some days where I question it, but anyway, what's going so, on? In wait, your wait, life? wait, So, so has, have you not relented on that? Then he still is not using it. Oh no, no, and he never asks for it either. He. The so, thing you, is, so what you're saying is, is just there's all this new chaos that happens as a result of not having that like crutch to correct, lean on. Correct, because right, he okay. had that, and he was the fucking. He would just go down so easily right, right, before exactly, because right. that was his mechanism. It was to, his gateway to the future. That's right. Or whatever's and going he's on. Lost it. Right. And he just wants to again so he can go see dinosaurs, apparently. Right. <laughs> go tell you about them. Yeah. I have to say, before I get into my update, something I've been thinking about, but which is totally trippy, is like how strange it is that we go to sleep kind of assuming that we're going to wake up again every night. Oh, you fucking would like, think Like, I this. know that this is obviously Paranoid. something that we need to, like, just be, like, human and yeah. to live. Yeah. But I, 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 it hit me in the gym the other day. 
I promise I don't just You're talk about the gym. Pounds, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why the what gym comes doing? up in every. What were you doing? I was in just that deadlifting a thousand for fifty pounds. Yeah. No, I was I was just getting dressed, you know, afterwards, and I and I overheard two like older in men in the locker room. Were you totally in the, in the naked locker at this room? Point? Uh, no, I I was I was semi be clothed. Okay. You know, with my ass up in the air like a turnip. <laughs> Um, I heard these two other guys, like kind of older, on the other side of the locker bank, and they were just like talking. They clearly see each other there a lot. They, I think, they're in like the same paddleball club. Totally naked, and um, they were both with their asses in the air like a bunch of turnips. <laughs> and um, and I, I just heard one of them say to the other, like, like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. And I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know what it was about that moment, but yeah. it made me think. I think actually, I, I have an idea. But before I tell you my idea, I'm oh just, just there's so many fucking off, yep. ellipticals in this. Uh, but I, I think it's because nice word choice there. It's a, it's amazing that we just that. I mean, probably statistically speaking, <laughs> there will be a night where we go to bed and that that was actually it, and we didn't know about it, right? If we're lucky enough to like die peacefully in our sleep or something, you know. Um, and it's kind I of guess. amazing that like we just function as a society. Like we always make these plans for the future. We always like commit to these things. Yeah. With this like kind of hubristic notion that. There is a future. Now, hang on. I'm going to bookmark that again because we're getting really off track before the episode starts, and this is kind of related to the episode. But before I do, I think the reason why this has been on my mind is because there's been... Um, so, I, so you know, I sing, and one of the things I do. frequently yeah. hire to sing at angel is, fu- voice, is yeah. funerals, the mm-hmm. child voice of the angel, the turn up in the air. I do a lot of funerals, right? Right, because um, you're an angel. Because it's so a great way to make money. Sense, yeah. Um, and this particular uh, last month and a half, there was one family who had a their kind of patriarch was in hospice care. He was in his nineties, mm. and his wife of seventy something years, also in her nineties but very healthy, was taking care of him in hospice, and then she died. Wow! Very suddenly. So I sang her funeral. Her husband, who nobody thought would possibly be able to get out of the hospice center because he was on all these machines and everything, he actually did come to the funeral. Um, and then he died like a uh, day after oh, that. Shit. So we had to sing his funeral. I'm sorry, I know that's not funny, that's but crazy. The way you just the way you just described that, I'm imagining a guy in hospice <laughs> who just like ripped out all of his fucking machines <laughs> to go to the funeral. Like and the Terminator. Then the funeral, you know, he's there for it, and then he's just like, all right, it's I'm like, done. Oh! Which honestly, I would, I would, I imagine I would do the same thing at that if point. Spouse, I mean, uh, yeah, because, I mean, he was days away from dying anyway, right? Right. And if your spouse just died, you know, unexpectedly, like, what are you like even that, doing? then that's enough, right? So yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not blaming him for this but it's just it, those were right back to back and then their son-in-law died oh like man. two weeks later of completely unexplained circumstances what wasn't old wasn't you know he was a middle-aged guy and just dropped yeah. dead his heart stopped and uh so and death so, was clearly on your mind yeah so i've just been like doing all these funerals unexpected and, death. And, and, and it's just been making me kind of think about how uh it's it's just amazing that we kind of assume that there's always tomorrow because if we didn't then like how wow. would you how would you live right well this will but, certainly connect into the main topic as well it will. Before we do that, Before though, just to we bookmark do that. everything one last time, my update, which thank you for asking 25 minutes I ago always before I got sidetracked. You know, all the fans do. Let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, is that... Because um, you've got all the funny stories. Is anyway. that everybody's fucking sick still. Like, so Ugh. sick. And last week was really bad. So it was there was no barfing, no shitting. So that's good. I mean, that whatever that was, that norovirus thing is, is done, thank yeah, God. Yeah. Um, and it since has just transformed into this kind of semi-flu-like but not the flu cold Ugh. with a very high fever. So you know, uh, uh, in, in uh, contradiction to your family, yeah. not contradiction, in contraindication, transportative, I don't know, uh, in... Uh, juxtaposition? Juxtaposition, thank you very sure. much, to your family where the high fevers are the norm. Yeah. Our family's very cool. Mm-hmm. We're very collected. We're very, you know, ice-like. 
and uh, and we don't really get that's right. Fevers I haven't heard much, right. Yeah, I haven't heard fevers. It's not really, really a thing. I mean, one hundred and one is something that the kids get. If, if I don't know if you remember this, probably came up a long time ago. But I was hospitalized briefly two years ago with a fever. Yes, do you remember this? Yes. Which still we have no like idea what was going on. But I just out of nowhere got a hundred five degree fever, just like just hanging out with the kids. Went to the hospital. It oh passed overnight, and I was okay. And so I've always been kind of like freaked the out fever by that. Passed. You didn't pass. No, I didn't. You yeah. were just like, so I passed, <laughs> I passed overnight, which is literally just what we were talking yeah. about. This is the death episode again for some reason. Yeah, no, with I, a touch I of luckily humor this survived time. Yeah, with yeah. it. Just a, just a taste. Just, just a tip. That's disgusting. Oh, man. You um, had to take it this there. This is getting weird. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I've been kind of worried about fevers. Our family doesn't get them. Long story short. Uh, in the middle of this, like Jude for the last week has just had this fever that he cannot kick. Ugh. And it's always in this kind of okay range of like, yeah, you know, 100 to 102. Not quite ready to take him to the, so yeah. So yeah. we're not going to take him in. We don't want to like load him up on medicine because you can't do that. For, you know, So we alternate the Tylenol and the ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, Good you know, strategy. you're not supposed to do it too frequently, you know, in a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to make sure that he's not getting above 101, in which case we really would want to medicate him. Yeah. Um, Henry, for most of this, was sort of fine. He was kind of just chilling on the sidelines. But um, we're trying to get a hold of the pediatrician to kind of talk talk this through. And it's like calling into, like, a crisis center right now because so many kids are sick. <laughs> yes. And we'd be like, yeah, we'll, we'll have somebody call you back tomorrow. Oh, man. I'm like, what? Like, Never mind an we'll appointment. We'll talk to you in 48 hours. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to talk to somebody. They're like, I'm just the receptionist. I'm sorry. I'm like, but tell me what to do. <laughs> it's been so crazy. So anyway... Um, we had it kind of managed, and then for for this was about a week, and then um, which is unnerving when you, your kid has a fever of varying degrees for a week. Right? Yeah, he was missing some school, um, and then uh, last Thursday I had a rehearsal, which I just told you I was on the way. Do you remember? You remember this? We were in the middle of a conversation. Oh, yes, and I was like, you sorry, were. I got to go to rehearsal. The last one. message was, "Have a good time, hack from yeah. you." Oh yeah, that's true. And, I then, did, yeah. and then the just reason I never responded, you, I like other than I was you. just so angry, mm-hmm. was that the night Boost devolved you. into like a typical, you know terrible adventures so i'm at the rehearsal i've been singing since i was six right and this is this is not like a new thing for me i've been yeah. at rehearsals for most You've of my literally life slept while singing you're that good now frequently do just, i yeah. usually am singing while i'm asleep and uh, but you know it's a it's a pattern that hasn't been broken in a long yeah, time yeah and it was the first time i ever left a rehearsal early because micah who never you know she's obviously the level-headed one in this marriage, clearly and also has medical training and things who had been on the phone with my parents, who both are in the medical field as well, oh God. explaining this fever to them. And as she was explaining it, his fever was like creeping up and up and up. And the first reading was 105 degrees, which oh, for Jude shit. is like crazy. Yeah. And she took it again and it was 104. So we're like, okay, it's high enough that the thermometer is not really reading it accurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we needed to get him to the hospital. Oh, um, man. So I had to leave rehearsal. Now, that feeling was so terrifying oh, of like getting that call because i knew course. that she wouldn't be calling me unless it was an emergency right it has to get to that point you know oh and I, I was already kind of worried so anyway so i like race home from rehearsal we get there and i talked to jude and he's like hey dad what's up <laughs> i'm like what the fuck and, and I'm, I'm taking his temperature and it's that high and he's like no oh, i feel fine like want to play a game i'm Isn't like that an amazing? what is going on but that's one of the things they really look at right because that's why i think i've said in the past they don't worry about just a high fever straight right. up like it has to be combined with other like lethargy and things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's a good sign. So we, uh, you know, kept them on fluids, uh, and it, it turned out that we didn't have to go in that night. But we were like, "Well, can we speak with somebody?" Yeah. And of course, they were like, "Well, <laughs> we'll see at some point." Yeah. So the whole fucking night, we were waiting to hear back from the from just uh, somebody at so the doctor stressful. to be able to be like, "Hey, just Even to run when by you what describe we were doing. that high of a fever, and they still didn't." Yeah, because oh, that's how many people are that's sick. That's how many. So anyway, we were disheartened because this meant that you'd had to miss school on Friday again, which is unfortunate in and of itself, but also because 
Friday night was this bingo fundraiser by the by the uh, the PTO. The bingo and, fundraiser. And Jude had been looking forward to this because we play bingo at home a lot. He was like so excited about this thing. And uh, he wasn't going to be able to go to it. And then we get a an emergency call. Like, you know when there's like a snow day and you get that call from like the school emergency yeah, line yeah. that said, everybody, please stay home. There are so many sick kids right now. Everybody stay canceling. home? Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're like, holy shit. It was shit. basically a shelter in place warning, but for the cold. <laughs> they're like, we are canceling all weekend activities except for a couple of things. The bingo is off. Ice skating is off tomorrow. The library show, because this was our winter carnival weekend for our oh, town. Oh, I see. And Holy shit. Because there have been so many kids sick, they basically canceled almost every single activity this weekend. That's wild. That's how bad it's been. And then, of course, There's... in the middle of this shit, Henry wakes up with a fucking 102 degree oh. fever, and we're like, oh my God! So that's where we are right now. The kids are okay. They're on the mend, but it has been So you're on the other side weekend. of it at this point? We're on the other side. We decided uh, we canceled everything we had going on this weekend, yeah, and just stayed in. That's basically stayed in bed and Isolation. You know, got over it. And uh, <laughs> it was it was just uh, it was crazy how that happens sometimes, you know. Wow. Well, I hope that that is the end of it for you. That's well, been thank a few, you. It's a been a tough stretch. It has been a tough stretch. <laughs> that was Speaking our November of, uh, and December. We're on the other side of it now. I think. Yeah, you guys seem like you're doing pretty well so far. I say that, and I'm going to go home now and just you know. Going to get 105 fever. Projectile probably. vomiting, yeah. fire. Yeah, but go ahead. Speaking of projectile vomit, we have a call to action because we, we are organized. It now. involves projectiles. It involves projectile vomiting. Uh, we just want to say, first off, we are so appreciative of, of everybody who listens to the show. Whether you write in, whether you engage with us, whether you just kind of listen while you're driving around, we're so thankful to have you here. And uh, as of now, we don't have any fundraising going on. We don't have any Patreon. Yeah. Maybe that's something down the road. Who knows? But for now, we're not even worrying about that. We're just kind of paying for this out of pocket and putting our time into it. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars per episode. So we're not asking for money or anything. But what we are asking is if you like the show or if you don't like it, just uh, share it with one person, whether it be sending them the iTunes link or something or just telling somebody in your family about it. If you know a new parent or yeah. somebody who's thinking about having kids, just kind of sharing it with them because we would like to uh, use this year where we're more organized <laughs> to try to build our audience a little bit. So uh, if you're interested, you can always go to justwingitpodcast.com or look us up on Facebook and uh, and just share it with your friends and family. We would really appreciate it if you could do that right now. Thank you very much. And I'm specifically thinking of you, Barry and Connor, because while we love love your share on, uh, you, you know, you're reaching out to us on Facebook, I think you can do more. I think you can. <laughs> I think you could do, you should put yourself. It's a new year. <clears throat> you put yourself out there and uh, we're going to take you up on it. It's a new you. It's a new you. We got blog stuff coming. We are growing. We I'm are, serious. We're, we're gonna Shit is going to have some blogging going on. So yeah. So support the show if you can and just share it with one person. Thank you very much. Are you ready to get into the show? I am so ready. Let's we're fucking rock roll. It. Just one so what are we talking about today, John? What are we talking about? I guess we landed on the idea of impermanence. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, this came up because... Um, I've been thinking more about some guilt that I carry around, uh, always feeling some pressure to capture more memories, more, you know, with photo and video in particular, but also like, you know, logging more in the books that we, we do have for both kids, but we haven't necessarily been, uh, keeping up with too much. You done blowing your nose yet? You blowing that, that, that coming out through? of your nose? I'm like going so far <laughs> away from the microphone. We no. have great equipment, people. It's, it's, it's too good, clearly. Um, so... You know, I thought it would be good to chat about that because I don't know if you can relate in terms of the the feeling that pressure to capture if it. If you're talking about guilt, John, I can relate. <laughs> I got boatloads of it. I don't it. care what you're talking about. I can relate to Yeah, it. so I thought it'd be good to explore this a little. And for once, you know, we've both done a little bit of research. Very minor because, you know, what, what do you want from us? Um, we don't have New York Times budget here, people. 
but I mean, maybe if you tell your friends about the show, we will someday. Then, then we might. You want us to talk about actual shit? You got to tell people about the you show. You want us to do deep research and get conclusive, like deep the, research. That sounds disgusting. I know. Just the tip. <laughs> God. Um. So. Anyway, let's explore it. Let's talk. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, so so th- this kind of came up for both of us last week when we were discussing show ideas because for me, um, I, I mentioned to you how sometimes I feel like it's easy to sort of take for granted how like real things are because it you know stuff kind of goes by so quickly. Yes, and we're always looking forward, like I was talking about you know earlier. And we always have, you know, we wake up in the morning, we know what we're doing for the day, we know we have to get to so-and-so place on time, we have these deliverables coming up, we have to pick the kids up, when we get home, there's this very narrow window of time to do things, and then it's kind of like it's it's over sometimes, and I hate days like this, I feel like it's over before I've had a chance to kind of realize that it had started in the yes, first place, right? Yes, yes, So one of the ways that I think we seek to combat that as a culture is with photos and sharing things on social media and with family Literally and friends. Literally freezing time, yeah. You're right, like actually taking a moment in time and trying to like suspend it. Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking lately quite a lot about this because of the fact that I... I feel like I'm having to be reminded more by people uh, to take pictures of things. Yes. And I agree that I should be, but I'm also kind of like, the times when I don't take photos are usually the times where I'm having too much fun and I'm too like invested in it to remember to do that. I'm so with you. Right? And, and in fact, there's a part of me that doesn't want to, because I know it'll kind of like take away from the moment. It'll take me out of the moment to have to then think about capturing it. And so it does, I can relate, and it almost feels like this battle between the person who's enjoying it in that moment and the person who I know is going to enjoy that in the future. You know? Totally. Like, who's going to win? <laughs> yeah. Me or the future. Yeah. All right. Well, you should <laughs> ask, Luke has invented time travel. So I should, ask him I should probably check in with him. And but I mean, but me. I feel like when you when you share things on social media, it's, for one thing, usually exquisitely composed, like your <laughs> photo in the snow. The one you did with the snowmen the yeah, other day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just beautiful. Um, and I find, I, I don't do it at all either anymore. I, I, like, I, I really, it's been a long time since I've shared something on social media yeah. related to the kids. Well, And I don't know why, I don't know what happened. Well, the sharing thing is interesting because for me, I, I take... Probably, well, I guess I take less now, certainly with Luke, than I did with Grace, but I also share way less than I did with Grace because um, I was starting to feel like, despite how much we share on this podcast, which is also, you know, intimate <laughs> details and <laughs> our kids might hate us later. Um, but with Facebook in particular, I don't know. I just like, I, I don't love putting stuff of them on there at all. I just, I don't know. I'm coming to really dislike it as a platform. Yeah, me too. Um, and I just spend less time on there generally, so I'm not sharing as much. But, you know, occasionally it's like a fun thing to do. Um, but I just, I got out of the mode of sharing it there and I at least wanted to keep capturing it. You know, so I do, you know, I take photos more and like I'm really glad to have a phone that takes really good photos because then it's always just there with you, right? Um, so, you know, I try at least in those moments where it's clearly like such a picturesque moment to do it. Um, and, and one of the things I've started to do as part of that, which maybe, you know, jumps into some of the tips or whatever, but who knows, we'll have some tips across the whole thing. Um, just the tips and just the tips, (laughs) deep research. Um, but one of the things I've done is through Google albums, you know, everything I have Google photos on my phone cause it's a pixel. So like everything just plus they sponsor up. the show. We got to give them a big, big, big sponsor. Nice and, startup. And I would suggest it for anybody with any phone, um, because it works for all your phones cause Google, you know, their sponsor. Um, 
so it'll it'll automatically back up all your photos but it it organizes them and it, you can have shared photo albums so bethany and i have a shared photo album that usually i'm the one who contributes to it just called like family photos and i'll put all the best ones there so that at least you you counter that whole thing where you know because you've taken so many on the digital you can't even like go through them there's just too many so that helps because it's just you know they're always in circulation. That is a huge that that saturation question is a is a big one too. I, yeah. I, I want to bookmark that. You finish what you're saying, but no, I no, that's pretty much it. it. So so taking those and then remembering, you know, in pretty much in real time, like oh, this was an awesome photo. I'm going to add it to that album. It takes you know two more clicks. Um, and actually taking that a step further, we have a Google, also another Google product. Thank you, um, Google. The Google Home Hub, where it's basically a Home photo. Hub. Yeah, I think it's called Home Hub. Home Hub. Now Nest Home Hub. Home Hub. Home hub? Okay, drawer. Home hub. Drawer. Drawer. <laughs> drawer. Brewmate. Um, so basically, oh boy, yeah, it actually, my phone heard me talking. It's See, like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. Alexa, play Desapacito. <laughs> so anyway, the home hub is like a photo frame, and you can set it to use certain um, albums, f- Google photo albums. So I have it set up for the Google, the family photos one. Nice. And so it'll just rotate those photos, and whenever I add them, it's just part of that album so anyway this has been a good way for me at least to stay on top of some of the photos otherwise it's just is it's so many that you know it's great that you have them all but you have to actually have some manageable way akin to what used to be a photo album you could just pull out and look at right that's something that i think we've been better about in in our household so luckily iphones have a similar functionality to that where uh you can have shared albums and you can have albums that are probably not as good as google but (laughs) okay google (laughs) I'm just going to keep setting off devices. Did your phone go off uh, again? It sure did. Hey, Siri. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. How you doing? Uh, it didn't work because Siri's a piece of shit. <laughs> I know. It truly is. Yeah, lit- literally, my phone is just like, hi. I mean, that's the up. thing, man, with Google. You know, big sponsor of the show. Big sponsor. Well, Apple the sponsors AI too. is just so far ahead of anything else. Um, Which is frightening. And so it is also scary and terrifying. We should talk about the Super but I've Bowl just embraced it. So. In, a, in a second. I, I didn't even watch the... Go ahead. Okay, yeah. 49ers yeah. Uh, lost. Anyway, so... <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> not, not, alert. Yeah, right, for the future for people. For the week later, yeah. Show, yeah. We're really a hot news topic. <laughs> so, yeah, so the shared albums are great. Um, I, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago how we do these seasonal, these um, these Friday night lookbacks on the yes, season, right? Yes, yes. I forgot. I already so, forgot about that, but I so love it. No, so, so just to refresh people's memory, in case you're not taking notes in every episode, which you pr- probably should be, if you uh, want to improve your life, you got to put in some work to do exactly. it. Exactly. So you got to keep also tell your friends about the show. So at the end of every season, Micah and I we we contribute photos into an album that we can then we cast it on the television and we all sit down as a I family and we I like have it. dinner together while we go through what we did over the last three months. Pro tip right there. And it's been it's been it's just I really recommend it. It's kind of hard to like remember to do it. I mean, yeah. we have like a calendar appointment for it, but we're always like doing something on that night. But we we try I our best to keep up with it. Appointment for it. That's because <laughs> otherwise it gets lost. No, I, you know? really, it's smart. Um, and so we sit down and we go through and then we we try to have the kids kind of tell us what they remember of those events. Partly so we can hear it from their perspective, because by virtue of capturing the photo ourselves, we're kind of imposing our own viewpoint on it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, to hear them kind of, like, go talk through what we were doing, but also just, uh, it's just a great opportunity to go back and, like, look what we've been up to and kind of help us categorize our yeah. experiences a little bit without yeah. getting so hung up on always combing through a million pictures. For sure. Um, the other thing, Micah's been doing this, which I love, is for each year of their school, she kind of puts the best pictures from the year, um, well, especially their artwork, like the things that we're going to be getting rid of at some yeah. point. Because cause at first we were hanging on to absolutely every piece of artwork that they generated. And oh, then we man, were like, it's too much. Grace, I that. mean, literally every day it's like f- at least five pieces of paper come back because she's right. just constantly drawing now. She's that so age. artistic. She is, She's yeah. just like a pro- she's Leonardo da Vinci. To her cookbook. Yeah. She's also a very famous culinary background. Culinary. She's, yeah. 
Um, so, you know, there's all this material and instead of holding on to all of it, we've just started taking pictures of a lot of it and then putting yes. it into these little, so Micah gets these little books from, uh, I can't remember the name of the website, Vistaprint probably. Oh yeah. You know, yeah they yeah. put it together in like a little bound pamphlet and we can kind of flip nice. through it and that's really nice. Um, so you take pictures of pretty much all the artwork that he yeah, comes back yeah, with? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought anything about that doing they care that, about, but you know. instead I just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause you do, you do have to at a certain point. And I like know. if the kids aren't really excited about something, it's okay. Yeah, no, no, totally. You know? And, and um, we do, we hang up like, you know, we have a, a little, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but in, in the dining room, there's a spot that, you know, works out nicely to hang some things. And we usually have like 10 or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so we rotate those out. Yeah. We do it like on the back window in the kitchen. We yeah. Have a little spot. Yeah. Um, so that's been nice too, but th- this idea of physical media is a is a really great one, and it's something that I miss because yeah. when I first started, so like I was really huge into Instagram when it came out because I'm a hipster. You are. Um, I was for a couple of years from like 2010 to 2013 or whatever, or I guess 2011 2013. I was like doing everything on Instagram, and then I got kind of fed up with it for all the reasons why I still hate it, which I I just that's like my least favorite of any of the social media platforms. Why is that? Just like the bombardment of narcissism on mm. it, and the constant like having to prove. I how would have thought you'd like that. Is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I already get so much of that just by my life. Um, I just got kind of fed up with it, and, and feeling like the content that I was seeing was seeing was crap, which is what I feel about Facebook now too, which I'll get to in one second. Yep. Anyway, so in moving out of Instagram, they don't sponsor it. They used to, and moving away from Instagram. I was looking at like other, you know, photographic things and I, and I remembered how as a kid I was really into my parents' old Polaroid cameras. Yeah. So uh, I, I asked my mom if we like still had them and we did and I was like, well, do they still manufacture film? And they do. So I, I kind of like tidied up this camera and I started using it. Oh, and man. And then I, it got me into Polaroid instant photography. That's and I, awesome. I got um, one of the original Edwin Land cameras from the 1950s and I, I, you know, built it back up again, refurbished it. Um broke it <laughs> and then tried to refurbish it again and it didn't work you spent like a weekend you know like uh like iron man basically yes i did building Just, it in my garage yes um and then it and then it, but I'm, I'm not iron man so it actually i actually i literally it's broken currently <laughs> right now, but it looks super cool <laughs> I, I that's actually, usually I when i broke get it. when i'm like motivated like that to take something <laughs> apart and fix it myself you know yeah. some electronic thing right. in particular that's always the way it ends you yeah know? it's I'm always like, broken I'm and like, then i bring I it to somebody this. who knows what they're doing and they're yeah. like what the fuck happened to this i'm like i don't know it came like that like it came with a spatula in it. I'm like, yeah, weird, right? Oh man. Anyway, so I had to, I had to uh, get help fixing it again. My my point being that um, Polaroid film is actually really expensive because it's yeah, it's not yeah. made at the scale that it once was, as you can imagine. Of course. Um, and so you get you know like you can for like twenty dollars you can take roughly that many photos with it, right? Jeez, yeah. Um, and so there were a couple of years when the cameras <laughs> were working enough that I was able to like re- and it was and it was always like a big deal when I took a picture I would be like all right I think this is I want to remember this and I would snap it and um and of those pictures sometimes it wouldn't come out cuz they were overexposed or whatever <laughs> cuz it's a piece of shit way it's to a, do it cuz I broke Let's the camera with a with spatula you. and I blew Polaroid up. cameras um but when they would come out though they were so incredible and I still have a number of them at my desk like taped up and yeah. I feel like that the uh spe- the specific aspect of that yeah of knowing, like, this is a moment that I, I actually really want to make sure I remember. It costs something to, to memorialize yes. it. I have so to, like, take, take a, a second and think them. about it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, the other day, I was just playing with the kids, and I was like, oh, this is really cute. I bet, you know, my, my friends in the alien community would get a kick out of them playing with these toys. And so I, like, stopped playing with them for a second. And I was like, hey, dude, can you, like, can you turn more so I can, like, see your face as you're playing with it? And I got a video of Henry, and Henry was like, do I have to make noises? And I was like, yeah, make, like, a roaring noise. And then I was like, this isn't a fucking film shoot, you know? I know, I know. And, um... I feel like I'm confronted with that more than I remember in the past. Yes. No, I think you're totally right. There's so much in there. I mean, I think digital does cheapen it in that way where you can, you know, you can take a million of them, 
Um, and therefore, you know, each one is less precious and it's harder to like manage. Right. And it's rare that in, in my case, I don't print too many of them. You know, we did, we definitely, we try to occasionally like print them either to give to family or, um, just to have like at my desk, you know? So I feel like I want to do more of that, but I also, um, I don't want to end up with stacks of printed cause that's actually even worse than the digital cause I can't even go through them properly. But I was also thinking about how much I enjoyed as a kid looking through family photo albums. You and know? I still do. When I go back to my parents' house, I like yeah. go to the photo albums that we have up and I look through them and they're amazing. Right. And my mom actually gave me a couple with me cause she's like, here, I don't fucking want this <laughs> yeah, She's anymore. like, get the fuck out yeah, of my yeah, sight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it, and Luke actually, you know, he'll, he'll say, um, dinosaur i want i want to see daddy baby or like you know he wants to see me as a baby and it's like a photo album that he can just look through and it's great it's so, it's so nice to be able to look through of course the photos are terrible usually um because you know my dad probably took them and he's not a photographer he's not a professional <laughs> certified photographer um yeah he would agree that he's far from it um so but it, but the fact that you have them all there and can just flip through them so i do feel like the books is probably a good idea too so you know if if I'm already putting them into this family photo album, I think printing them occasionally will be good. Um, the next level of all this that I've seen that I've always like aspired to, but I also haven't done yet. Um, I'm sure you've seen these videos that people create where they just take memories, whether, you know, it works better with video, but if you have photos, you can put it in a slideshow kind of thing where it is like their first year or first two years mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Right. And you actually see moments to some music and like inevitably just start crying. You know, right. it's not even your kid and you're watching it and you're crying. <laughs> um, and I feel like that would be really cool too, because then it's like, you know, you have a little video that you can watch, but I, I don't know if I'll actually do it. I, I have to believe that there's a part of me. It's not just out of laziness that I don't do it. There is some part of me and you've talked about this too, that feels like it will be kind of painful, mm-hmm. um, painful to acknowledge just how sort of uh, gone those moments are, and the pain, the nostalgia that you're feeling for them, and and I don't know, I maybe it is just laziness <laughs> <laughs> or not having time to do it, you know. Um, but I feel like that would be kind of a neat thing to do, and it's making me feel constantly like I'm behind the ball and capturing video, especially of Luke being the number two child. Um, where I, I think video, there's there's something so special about just hearing, hearing their, their voice voices, again, yeah. right? And do you hearing ever just what they do audio say. recordings of them? I never do that, no. Do that, you? That, yeah, I do a lot of that. Yeah? What do you, do you just use your phone to do yeah, it? Yeah, okay. my voice memos app. And, and I, 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 try, I try to get that uh, like pretty frequently. Not as, not as frequently as taking pictures and video, but yeah. like every once in a while they'll be talking and I'll just turn it on just to kind of listen to them interacting with each other. Uh, it's um, the best. Or like there's some, some, some certain words, because you know, Henry's in the phase now where he... Uh, speaks great, but but there are some words that he still says, kind of like a baby would say it. Yeah. You know? And I, I also I I actually know that speaks he plays great. it up a little speaks bit. Well, or speaks well. Speaks super 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 <laughs> duper great. Uh, you know he speaks pretty fluently, but but his but his speech is still like it sounds like a very little kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and best. there are some things that he says that are so cute, and he kind of hams it up for us because he knows that we get a kick out of it. Yeah. Like when he says car, he specifically says like cow, <laughs> things like that. My favorite with Luke is uh, because is because. Becuff. Becuff, yeah. Becuff. Becuff. Grace used to be Cubba's. Cubba's. She would, like, you know, invert a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, right. So Cubba's. Yeah, another, another Henry runner is, is Blanket. He says Bankalet. Oh. And um and because, like, he knows we think it's cute because we always kind of laugh, he goes, like, I want the bank alet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, so fucking cute. So we record things like that, too, yeah, just to remember yeah, it. Yeah, I know. We- one of the things that I noticed most when Jude started talking was that I, I immediately, immediately could not remember what he sounded like before that. Right. Without a video reference. Right. I could not, when he was babbling, yep. I could not picture that because Jude, as I knew him, was so eloquent and he was just speaking so, you know, proudly. Yeah. 
Um, so with Henry, I, I've, I've made more of a, you know, I mean, we, we talk a lot about second child stuff. Right. One of the things that I think you do learn, though, from going through it the first time is where you want to actually spend that time. Yeah. Like if, and so in, instead of sharing as many things to social media, I'm trying to capture more types of media for for myself and for Micah yes, that I know we I totally care about. agree with you and then spending time to go through them together yeah. is taking it to the next step I love that you do that yeah. you know for us it's even just having them always playing in the kitchen through that photo frame is awesome um, I'd love to even you know take it a step further with that kind of practice and I also it reminds me of one that I read about that stuck with me which was you know connected to the book right because you, you all I mean a lot of us have these books that you buy when they're babies and you're meant to like fill in details as they grow up and like stuff. the milestones and yeah the milestones yeah. exactly um and I read uh, one example of this family, you know, they describe some ways that they try and sort of capture memories. And one of the things that I really liked is they um, they alternate, the husband and wife, or mom and dad, um, alternate where every three months, one of them will just reflect on milestones for the last three months. Like, just write down whatever, you know, it's sort of like a diary kind of thing, I guess, or journal, where you're writing things that happened, you know, maybe it was the way that they said certain words or whatever, you just write it out. And and so it means only you only you're only doing it twice a year each person right but that's four times per year total and that's enough to probably get a good sort of you know collection of memories and so it's just I like, like that idea a lot yeah they just write a page you know and that's all it is so then it becomes something that feels much more manageable whereas the way I feel with that book often is like all right we're so far. Um, we've missed so many already that I don't feel like it's worthwhile to go back, which also probably isn't true, right? It's that thing where it's better to just do it now than, um, and same with video where I'm like, oh, I didn't do it before. So should I bother starting now? Yes, of course you should. Cause why not? Um, but I liked the idea of one page every three months feels doable. And they also did this thing. I think they called it a giggle log <laughs> where just when they had these things that made them laugh, they just write like a one line thing in this journal or whatever. Um, and then they could go back and just see, you know, very low in terms of uh, what it takes you to stop and do that. It's just one line of, you know, a thing that they did. And it's actually what we're doing in the show. Like, that actually has yeah, got me is, in a better habit. Yeah, it is kind of what we're doing in the show. I, I often write it down, you know, so that I can remember to say it on the show. So I feel like I want to just take that a step further and maybe just put it in a place where I, we, Bethany and I can reference it. Yeah. Um, so I thought those were two, like, practical things that I could... I could get behind and maybe tie into what you're doing already uh, in terms of these um, seasonal, you know, events where you look at the photos. Friday. Yeah, that could be a nice way to do it where you have flashback Friday and then you just jog down, you know, write down some of the memories there mm-hmm. about that. Um, yeah, that seems doable. It does. I think for I think for me, uh, having this show is, is sort of filling that gap a little bit because yeah. in preparing for it, like you're saying, I kind of every time we're about to record or the weekend's wrapping up, I'm kind of thinking back on what happened through the week. Yeah. And I, I had never really successfully done that before having this show. Same. And I think that that has helped me deal with my feelings of, you know, impermanence and feeling like things are slipping away because uh, they're not because I'm remembering them. And I yeah. guess to me, this is something that. I can bring up the article that I, f- I found also. Uh, is is spe- I, I was curious about why <clears throat> I wh- why we kind of feel like it's important to capture these things, like what yeah. the actual driving yeah. motivation is behind it, and it's kind of hard to get like a, a read on, like wh- why we actually feel like it's necessary to memorialize things, why it's important to write things down, why it's important to take photos, and um, my anxieties around it. Which aren't like great, but they're you know minor anxieties like oh should I have like shared this like is this something that I should have taken a picture of? Um, it made me think what are like behaviors that I might be evincing in other aspects of my life that are kind of related to this yeah. that my kids might be picking up on, 
and it, it made me think, I was looking for, you know, uh, looking into Buddhism a little bit because that's something I know <laughs> the idea of it's been a journey preparing it sounds like quite a journey so you know in, in Buddhism time is treated very differently than it is um, you know in other so you actually visited traditions. a Buddhist temple I've, for now this. I've become a monk yep uh, I mean that's the only way to really do it and um, it's it's interesting that uh, I'm getting so many pop-ups on this fucking website that uh, it's interesting because in, in thinking Good through resource. why time is so <laughs> difficult to deal with, I, I'm thinking like what, what I'm actually having an issue with, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think my issue is impermanence. I think it's this feeling of not having control over this experience and knowing that it's finite and knowing that um, I don't have like the reins, you know? And that that's because right. of that, I'm, I'm always kind of reactive to it, even though I'm participating in my life. Yep. And, uh, and I want to make sure that I don't end up regretting having missed things in the future. Yes. So uh, anyway, I found this book um, by this woman named Chrissy Posatek, Posatek. We'll say it's uh, Angela Lansbury. She's writing a book called Brave Parenting Inspired by Buddhism. And uh, mm. one of her tenets Which is you didn't to, read, but... Yeah. I, didn't, I did not read, but I read this pop-up <laughs> written blog about it. She says, um, invite the concept of impermanence into, our lo- into your life. So uh, I'll just read a couple of sentences from it. She said, in our culture, most of us shy away from the idea that things are constantly changing. We like routine, habit, consistency. But there's great wisdom in the Buddhist notion that all things are in constant motion and, by extension, impermanent. Uh, And then she says, death is part of this. All living things die. It's simply the natural cycle of life. We can teach this to kids not as something scary, but by acknowledging the natural process of life, whether it is flowers wilting, a pumpkin rotting, or leaves falling in autumn. On a more everyday level, we can learn to accept, rather than fear, change at large. We can teach our kids that change is natural and that the best way to work with impermanence is to be grateful for every day because every day is different and unique. Gratitude can be thought of as the opposite of entitlement. And I thought that was really mm. great because mm. I feel like there's this bigger issue at hand here, which is that we're at the, at the end of the day, we're all kind of afraid that this is all going to just go by and, and that it will ha- it will be over at some point. Yeah. That we will die. We'll be gone. We won't remember anything, obviously, that it will just kind of vanish. And I feel like in addressing the the deeper fear of like impermanence, it's helping me feel better about this idea of capturing media all the time and memorializing things and realizing that I probably don't need to do as much of it as I think I do. Yeah. And trying to be more okay with the idea that every day is its own unique adventure from the beginning until the end. And that's something that I find, you know, I try to remind myself of, I I do actually, it's something that I live with that I do try to remind myself of, you know, quite frequently. Yeah. And, it's the days when I don't do that that I regret. Not the days where I take too many pictures or the days where I don't get pictures of something or the days where I don't remember exactly what happened. It's the days where I feel like I woke up and I was an automaton until it was time to go to bed. And then I was like, you know what? Even though I had time with the kids tonight, um, you know, I didn't really pay attention to what was going on. I was sort of like just zoned out watching them play. And then we kind of went to bed. And uh, and I hate that feeling I know. so much. Yeah. And I hate it because I know that that is something I will regret. Not having participated, yes. Not necessarily not, not remembering, engaged. Mm-hmm. not necessarily forgetting. It's it's really about not being a, a, an actual uh, participant in the unfolding reality of everyday life. Yes, when you're so focused on, uh, for me, it's so much about focusing on the future. Like, what am I going to do after I get them to bed, or you know, after I get home from work, or whatever. That you you do remove yourself from the moment, and I think then I often am in that position where I then look back and I'm like, what did I just do with, you know, that hour I had while he was napping and I thought I'd be enjoying this break, you know, but I'm so focused on what's coming next that it can be really hard. It can be really hard to be in the moment. And I'm also, I think, uh, you know, I'm hearing something else there around 
um, there's this counterintuitive thing where I think the harder you try to hold on to memories, um, the harder it is to recall them. So like there is something kind of nice that can happen when you let some of that go. Um, and this, I feel like I've heard this maybe in headspace or something, (laughs) uh, other than just my own brain where, you know, it's when you sort of let things go, like, like that classic moment you have where you're trying desperately to recall something right in a conversation or a word or whatever, the harder you try, it actually is escaping you more easily. Right. But 3am you're like stalactite. It was stalactite. Uh, there is something that happens, I'm sure, a scientist that we we should write to. Uh, we'll say Doug the physicist. Yeah, classic. Could explain this to us. But when you sort of let go and your brain, I think, just becomes more um, something, some word. <laughs> it, more it, mindful, right? More, yeah, more, more mindful. Less, yeah, less, I think like, it's... Uh, enforced upon. Right. It's all there, you know? Like, And we've had this conversation, too, about... Um, I don't remember what, what when it came up exactly, but... It was around this fear of letting go of some of the past stuff, right? And, and recalling it even. Um, and the way I, I try to remind myself that, you know, this happens to me with books as well, where I'm like, how do I not even fucking remember anything about that book I read last year, right? But then I'm like, you know what? It's all there. Like, it all had some effect on me in that moment and and forward. You know, I might reference the book and not give it credit, sorry. Um, I might, it's just there. So I do feel like there's an aspect of those memories as well, where it helps shape who we are now, and it's there embedded in us in a way that actually is deeper or more profound than us simply being able to look at it or recall it. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention there is, you know, an aspect of the all joy and no fun book that I didn't mention that I think relates here is that um, there was this interesting thing that Jennifer Sr. commented on around joy and how it actually is typically when looking back at events or moments the, the times when in the moment you would have said you're super stressed out or, you know, you might have like if you were doing part of a research study, you probably would have reported in that day that you were actually like it wasn't a great day. Um, it's those moments in life that are often recast when you're looking back at them as joy. You know, and a classic example of this might be the first time you hold that newborn baby or that whole day or the whole first week, right? Like in the moment, that's fucking hell. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of good things about it in the moment, but it's also very chaotic and stressful and all of that. But when you look back on it, you know, a lot of times you sort of, you do recast these memories in a way that I think is much more joyful. Um, And so when I was thinking about that, I'm like, all right, well, maybe that's what I'm ultimately trying to get at in capturing some of those memories. It's that I'm afraid I'm going to lose them and not be able to sort of tap into that as much. So I guess I've, what I've just said is at odds in terms of the, <laughs> this whole which is exactly, I think that's supposed to be exactly. Right? That's how we explore things, right? You, you sort know, of go both sides of it. But you know, I, I feel like with the birth experience, for example, the reason why, although it's incredibly difficult and it's, and it's kind of traumatic in some ways, yeah. it gets recast as joy is because we are so profoundly engaged in it. Mm. Right. When you look back at your wedding day, for example, like there, there, there's a lot of stressful shit, I'm sure, that happened. I know for us, there were a lot of things that yeah. were very stressful about it that we were kind of running around. I felt like we didn't get to say hi to a lot of people who had flown in. I felt like, you know, like we had an issue with the florist. There were all these different things. You know, the photos were taking too long. People were <laughs> getting hungry. And it's obviously the, it's a day where there's a lot of happiness and yeah. there's also joy in the moment. But there's a lot of stress. But but because of the confluence of things, we're really actively engaged in it. Yes. We are really a, a very present part of every single moment. Like every breath we take, we are re-engaging with the reality of the second that we're living in. Yeah. 
And obviously, every day can't be like that. That's part of what makes something special, right, is, is that there are moments where we're really deeply engaged. But we can kind of like take a little bit of that, I think. I like that. You know? mm-hmm. I do. I think that really holds together because what I was about to say is I feel like there's, there's almost a tension between this idea that you have to be fully in the moment and that's how you lead a meaningful life. And you know what? It's actually in hindsight that things will be sort of more joyful. Um, I was thinking of it as a little bit more at odds, but in fact, I think you've just sort of shown how maybe those two things do work together in this beautiful way where by being present in that way, you're then able to access those memories and that sort of past in a more full, in a fuller way and then appreciate them. Right. I think that's what you're getting at. I think, I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting at, but, but, but it's some, it's something like that. Yeah. That makes um, a lot of sense. And then it's like, you know, and then thinking about it in that way, maybe it relaxes this need to capture all of it. Um, and you know, it's still, I don't know. I still want to capture. I still feel like there's, there's something special about hearing that voice again. We're we're lucky sure. to have the technology to be able to do that, and so I don't know. It's just keeping it in There's check. There's nothing wrong with that, but but I, I guess maybe to me, yeah. and, and helping me mitigate my own anxiety, which is what the the shows are always about. <laughs> I think maybe what I will do is I will wait to capture things until I feel sort of called to. Mm. Right. So my yes. default will not be that I'm going to be taking pictures and video and audio of things. It will be if I if in the moment I feel like you this hear is the something, voice of God, I hear, I hear, Jesus, <laughs> if, if I if I feel in a deep way that this is something that I, I I will want to remember. Yeah. Then in that moment, the simple act of doing that, I think, will help me remember it for one thing. Yeah. Because if you just do that in your everyday life, you will probably remember that. It'll be it's like a little mark. Oh, totally. I, I totally. I think we've talked about this too. There are moments like that where I I distinctly like you know have a, a child in my arms. You know, it's my child, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> just no, a and kid. we're just like giggling or having fun or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I pause and I'm like, I want to capture this. I want to remember this. And then, then I forget about it immediately. And you're right. <laughs> but those moments stay with you. You know, they they, do, they, yeah. they, they they go somewhere deeper within you. But then I think someday so. it hits you, and you're having a dream, and you're like, oh, I remember, I remember that moment. And uh, and I think if in the context of that moment. I feel like I want to capture it in a media context, then I will do it as well. But I feel kind of liberated. I, mean, I have to say, in terms of Facebook, uh, like that that's a platform that I, I've just grown to really hate. Yeah. Even though it's like the only one that I'm even participating on uh, other than Reddit at this point, uh, I really don't participate very much in it anymore because I feel like the algorithmic changes that it's had over the last like five years have just made it so much less about that yes. and so much more about these groups and these pages and these like, you know, targeted advertising and marketplace and all these things. Yes. And I, part of me, I do feel like there was a time when Facebook was a simpler place and when the world was a simpler place, <laughs> when it really was like, here are photos of, you know, my kids, this is what we're doing with our lives. Like, what are you guys up yeah, to? Yeah, and a fun way to in check touch. in on the people that you want to, yeah. Right? And, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like, I, it's never going back in that direction again. I think that like the web 2.0 yeah. stuff is gone. I think that we're done with that. I think that we are, you know, who knows what the next phase of the internet's going to be for us. Right, right. But I think that um, it, in the meantime, the things that I miss about that, which were keeping in touch with people who I cared about and seeing what they're up to, those are things that you can replicate with text messages and sending letters and sending emails and things like that just, yeah. as, just as well. And the act of doing that, of having a group of people that you know you know would like to see this one mm, photo of mm. the kids and sending it to them with a little message is something that feels really good. It's special, yeah. yeah. You're saying, I know you would like to see this and I care about you and I want you in my life. So, you know, outside of the hubbub of and the and the self aggrandizing of social media, I just I thought you would get a picture of the fact that our kids are playing with this game that you love too, you know? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I think that to me is a worthwhile engagement vis a vis 
combating impermanence because I think that I think that that's something that's a driven moment that I'm engaging with and making a decision about instead of the reflexive. Oh, look how cute the kids are! Look how cute the kids are! Look right. how cute the kids exactly. are! Exactly. I must I must take this and then share it with the world so that they see how cute they are. Yeah, right. and we all do that. I mean, of I'm, course. I'm not shitting on that because especially with Jude we shared things every day oh my day. god same with Grace and, yeah. and with and with Henry I mean, it's not like we don't share things on social media but we just it's a d- very different relationship now with it yeah yeah and I just feel happier about it I, I, I feel much healthier now that I'm not every day feeling like I have to upkeep some image of, of myself that's not even because then the then the, the point isn't even the kids the or the moment the point is like maintaining this image of myself as this great engaged dad that's right which like at the end of the day who gives a shit like I, I would much rather remember the moment that I'm in and not be afraid of it. And one thing I want to say before we wrap too that I, I that was in that quote that I was reading, that I think is special is uh, normalizing impermanence for kids early on by talking yes. about things in terms of what they really are. You know, yes. so like leaves when they turn turn colors in fall, like those leaves are actually like dead. They're they're like they they they've done that because they've passed through the seasons of their lives and they've fallen off. And now the tree is going to essentially die until the sun comes back, right? Yep. Until the yep. until the seasons change, and that. Um, that's what death, that, that death is birth and renewal as well. It's not, it's not this monstrous thing to be afraid of because it, it, I mean, the reality is that it is something that we're all afraid of for our entire lives, Yeah. but it's also the reality. Like we are all marching towards some death at some point. Yes. So if we don't early on get used to the idea that you can't actually take it with you, right? You can't actually hold on to every single thing, but what you can do is exercise creative control of your day to day life and you can be a participant in it. And if doing that drives you to want to memorialize something more formally, then go for it. But if not, be okay with the idea that it's okay you didn't get a picture of that because you probably will remember it, you know? Yeah. No, as I think that's active. I think that's legit. I think it's good. I think being mindful, being in moment. I mean, it, we it's funny how so often we come back to that place. Um, this could be a whole other topic, but I feel like just to sort of juxtapose there is is maybe the other side of all of this is permanence in that technology increasingly creates a level of permanence you know around frankly things that we don't even want to be permanent you know like things that are there that will always be there this podcast being one of them (laughs) (laughs) um and so i do at the same time if we're using technology as an extension of our own brains and they're all sort of it's all networked in this way and then you you know machine learning (laughs) oh of course oh this comes back um then there's this interesting thing now where where there's a level of permanence beyond our wildest imaginations that we can tap into. And I don't know where that all goes. I guess I I, I, I don't know what the future will look like, but I'm imagining increasingly it's it's more is captured without us even having to you know, the barrier there or the, the friction is so low that we're just capturing everything. Yeah, and, and the other, and the, and the, of course, the 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 rest, the, you know, the other part of that is the fact that we have no idea what's being captured about us yeah. in so many instances in our lives. So we are becoming not only so permanent but so widely dispersed that we're like there are whole parts of our personalities and of our lives and of our inner thoughts and things like that that are now just forever out there. Yes, and it's and it's cra- It's so and different can now as be a human species yeah. inferred to such an accurate, you know, so precisely, right? Um, that it it's scary. Yeah, you know. Like our, you were saying, the, how you're our, our digital this, footprint yeah. is targeted advertising from Google, and you were like, "I don't want to see this anymore." Yeah, but Google yeah. was like, "You actually do." And yeah. we have data to prove it. Right? I know, and I kept reading it. You know what I mean? See, so and, and that's it's what's happening. Crazy, and 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 our kids like they are born into this. Yeah. Like to to them, this is what the 1980s were for us. Oh, man, can you imagine that? I know. Just the technological journeys that we're on as a species. Yeah. It's just absolutely incredible. And I feel like if there's one thing that can see through that through the the unstable future of technology it's 
maintaining engaged engagement with the moment and with each other and yeah. being present and participating in life. Because if you if you do that, at least you're you know not going to forget what the fuck's going on. That's it, man. Just ground grounding ourselves in the moment. Yeah. All right. Maybe someday we'll do a permanence episode. Yeah, we will. If we remember. We'll see. We should, we should have <laughs> we taken remember. a video of this. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the caliber of this, the quality of this recording. This is hard-hitting journalism, people. Yeah, special credit to, oh, let's see, just the two of us. Yeah, it's there's, just There's the literally no one else involved in yeah, this operation. And, and also, nobody sponsors this show. So, to, to be clear, <laughs> Apple, Google, Facebook, all the other groups, they don't actually sponsor the show. But we will take the money. Even I mean, if they're Facebook, interested. Even like, Facebook. We'll take it. Even, you know, the algorithms are not that Mark, bad. if you want to donate to us, go for it. Come on, Zucky. We're still going to shit on your shitty network. Come on, Zucky. Give us money. This might be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> the door broke. Uh, all right, bye. bye.